This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Sorry, guys, couldn't resist it. <laughs> Dave, Dave was off checking his um, 
<laughs> it's back passage, I believe, from what he was saying before we get live. So I thought probably that's the most sensible thing he's going to say all night. <laughs> good evening, good day, good well, I'm gone already. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, how are you all doing? The day or the night after two days before? Um, yep, Saturday. Oh, we all remember Saturday. Saturday was the day when Coventry City won the championship. Well, you'd think so, the way they were celebrating. Um, I must admit, uh, I did. Um, there is there is a sh salt shortage in the in, in the country apparently, um, because they keep buying so much up in in Coventry. Um, I've got to say a big thank you to Sky Blues Fan TV, who very nicely had me on their show, um, uh, last night. Uh, and then proceeded to uh, ask me to, to get off in the private chat, which I didn't think was very nice. But uh, look, guys, you won one game. Uh, you didn't even win the first game. You only won one of the two games we played this season. So when you've won something, you know, big, when you've been in, I was trying to talk about VAR, but of course I couldn't because you've never experienced that. And the only thing they could actually come back with me was that they were one of the founding members of the Premier League. Woo! How good's that, Coventry, eh? Um, but look, um, not not all the fans are wankers. Just probably what seventy percent of them. But uh, there we go. Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bitter. Not bitter at all. Probably because I have a lot of salt. Uh, right. Okay. Let's um, um, say a few hellos. Nate is in. Good afternoon, Nate. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, Rennie's in. Hello, Rennie. How are you? Um, Evening, says Spencer. Good evening to you. Um, Coventry City ownership has gone. I, I, I've not even seen anything about that. I don't know. Um, I've got to say, of course, you know, the excuse was they've been celebrating because it's they've been in such a poor position and, you know, they nearly lost the ground and they nearly went out of business. You're not the only club. That isn't exclusive to Coventry. But apparently it is. Apparently it is. Nate, it's your birthday today. Hello, how are you? Welcome and happy birthday to you. Let me just find something. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this just for you, Nate. Have a happy birthday from us to you. I might have been better if you could have seen it all, but happy birthday. Um, look, let's bring my, my guests in before uh, I get taken off air for swearing too much. If I can get rid of these banners, I will. Um, bloody thing, where are you? Are you there? There we go. Um, Johnny's in. Uh, apparently, we got schooled on Saturday. Well, apparently, um, they tore us a strip off in the first half, John. I thought they were 1-0 down in the first half. No, Highfields is in. Good evening on his tour of the country on his witness protection scheme. How are you doing, Highfields? Welcome along. Um, we'll see you celebrating. Well, that is what that's what KDH said, wasn't it? So we we will see. We will see. And everybody's saying happy birthday to Nate. So um, let's uh, let's get on and um, click. Where am I? You know, I, I, I used to be organised. Um, here we go. Say hello to my fellow guest. Kate, we'll go to you first. Ladies first. Hello. Hello. Good evening. How are we doing? I'm not so bad. Do you like a bit of uh, salt with your chips? Absolutely, yeah. Why not? <laughs> and, nice, and Dave. 
Yes, yes, thank you for that earlier. Um, <laughs> right, any time. <laughs> anyway, breaking excellent, excellent breaking news. Although my granddaughter won't clean her teeth, she's done a poo. So that's we've been looking forward to that all day. So. <laughs> yeah. I know I have. Yeah. Don't you know what we do realize it's important factor. His granddaughter is 16. <laughs> <laughs> She, well, she behaves like it. You think so sometimes. <laughs> oh, anyway. dear. And also, oh. can I point out, um, as far as I mentioned Coventry, that um, we should have been founding members if Speedy hadn't dived at Wembley. So This is true, yes. And Blackburn beat us. Yes. So there you go. Right, there and it go. was a dive. It was a dive. It was, definitely, definitely. Um, so... Um, Look, we're going to, we've got a lot to get through. Uh, most of it is probably about the game on Saturday. Um, mm. Going to start off with Kieran Dewsbury's Hall's post-match comments. I, I love these. Uh, we'll come to you first, Kate. In fact, what I'll do is let me let me put the proper rose between two thorns. Mm. There we go. Mm. <laughs> um, well, switch you off in the morning. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let them have their day. Let's see what happens at the end of the season. That upset one or two Coventry fans. Boo hoo hoo. Yeah, I mean, KDH is a Leicester boy, isn't he? So he's going to be feeling it both as a player being on the losing team and as a fan. So mm. he just responded like a fan then. Um, and he's right in what he says. I mean, they they massively celebrated that win. And it, it was a good win in the moment, I guess. But yeah, you, you would think... The roles were reversed, I think, with how they celebrated. And, um, yeah, he called them out on it a little bit, which I quite enjoy. It's nice to see the real side of footballers sometimes. They're not all P's and Q's and fully trained media, like front of media. So it's nice to see a bit of heart and spirit, I think, sometimes, and a bit of goading. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, you know, I was accused of being salty, but I thought I was being quite generous because, you know, let's be honest with you, they, they were the better team and probably deserved it we were down to 10 that obviously affected the game it took them 70 minutes having had sort of you know 35 odd minutes down to 10 men to even have a shot at our goal but Kieran Dewsbury Hall love it yeah let, let's see what happens I didn't see that coming but then I have been busy and so well, you were at your granddaughter's poos weren't you well exactly mm -hmm. uh, much more important but yeah I mean it's fantastic you know, that's how it used to be all the time, isn't it? Mm. You know, let, let's be honest about it. We hate you and you hate us. <clears throat> you can't do much about it. And you just happen to win a game. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, it's Coventry, isn't it? What do you expect? And they started mm. the game off with those banners. Um, they embarrassed themselves and their club. Um, I think the, the club came out. I like Mark Robinson. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he and the owner came out of it pretty well, is it? King, somebody King, uh, the club owner, um, sure. and uh, you know they've said the right things and they're doing the right things, so you can't knock them for that. And you know, uh, and they're a team in form, mm. a team in form. Um, I mean, I've got to say, and I'm going to say, hi. end of story for me. Yeah, hi to Glenn from the Sky Blue Hub. Now, you know, he he's he's been one of the. To be fair, good evening, Glenn. Welcome along. You were very welcome to to join us. He is uh, a, a very nice fan, and he he was the one that actually said uh, he thought that they were a bit um, 
Well, it's exactly nice talking over me when I went onto their channel, which wasn't the Sky Blue Hub, by the way. <laughs> it was another one. Um, and he says, you know, we, we, we do the same as Borough Oxford, Sheffield Wednesday and others. You do, but then I hadn't, I hadn't seen how salty you got because somebody says something back. That was the thing, Glenn. It was the reaction to, uh, yes, and, and you'll see the, the something we're going to come up with later that um, everybody sort of wants to beat Leicester this season. And, you know, calm it down a little bit because you'd only, you only you lost the first game. You did to us what we did to you in the first game, and that was sort of, you know, dominate it and then probably steal it at, at, at the end. But, um, you know, uh, and it said it all got a bit silly. It's a win. Won't define either side season, though. Anyone who did uh, banners is not a commentary fan. Exactly. Yeah, respect. And I've got to say, well said, uh, about Barnes about Robbins and the club. They were the first they came out first of all the club and, and condemned yeah. it. Uh every club doesn't yeah. indicate we said this before, every club has it has its idiots. They're probably from Bedworth as well, to be fair. Sorry, Glenn, <laughs> if you are. Uh some of my cousins are from there and you know, bless them. Um but no, it's it's a game we celebrate like crazy when we win, isn't it? You know, I mean we do. Come We've on, got I mean, used to it this season, though, haven't we? Let's enjoy it. Come on. Let's not get arrogant about it. I mean, let's just... We're not there yet. It can go <laughs> desperately wrong. It's Leicester, don't forget. Um, but, yeah, but Kate, you know, if you can't be arrogant now, when can we be arrogant? Never with Leicester, never. Yeah, I, I, it's not a trait I like in sport at all because it could all go wrong in the blink of an eye. But... Um, but we are riding the wave at the moment and we'll do a bad game. I'm glad it, I'm hopefully all those bad things happen in one game and it's just a bit of a blip and we move on on Monday. But, um, but yeah, I mean, some of the Premier League wins last year, we celebrated like it meant everything because they really did. They were so hard come by. Um, I don't mind the, the celebrating as such, um, but yeah, they might've just over-egged um, beating us because it, but like, I think we're going to talk about Army that it's everyone's cup final, really. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn, Glenn I'm sorry, you're from Bedworth. <laughs> I, I, the view, the views of Dave are not necessarily the views of LTID TV. Hey, mate, if you know any of the Smiths, they're probably my cousins. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm from Neneaton, and say the uh, those those with the webbed hands and feet. No, no, no. I'm not even sure they support Coventry. Actually, I think the Tottenham fan, one of them. I don't know not, whether no. whether, I've, whether this is true or not, Dave. You might know this, but apparently the marriage guidance um, system in Bedworth is called Related. It's not quite <laughs> like that, Chris. No. <laughs> not like Earl Shilton or anywhere or Hinkley. <laughs> Say that quietly. Say Hinkley quietly. I mean, it has got an extra bit of spice, Kate, because it is a derby game. Yeah, absolutely. It's not happened for a, over a decade, has it, since we've played no. Coventry last. It is our most local game. It felt like it. There was a lot of spice both inside and outside the stadium. Um, and it, it was a late win for them. No one can beat a late win in football. It feels great, whether it's against top of the team or bottom of the table, top of the table or bottom of the table. So mm. I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind it. And I'm sure come next game, if they lose, win or draw... The, the reaction will be measured the same way. So, yeah, I don't mind it. But it's been a long while coming and there was a bit of spice as ever. Good. Good. No, 
And I, I think we've, um, I think we said before the game, didn't we? We wouldn't have a problem with Coventry coming up. You know, keep that derby going. I'd, quite, I'd be quite happy for, for Coventry yeah. to come up. I think really they will. Good. I think they will. I think they're right in form now, and it's a good time to be in form. I think um, what got me was the, um, and, and what, you know, I, I said pretty much with Coventry, it's <clears> like they are the only team that's had problems. Of and I'm not saying like, you know, uh, um, was, it, was it Glenn from um, from the Coventry site? Yeah, Glenn. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not all the same, but, you know, those that came across yesterday was like, you know, well, we you know we we tore you a strip off in the first half. Uh, oh. No, you didn't. You know, you know. Okay, you may have been on top, but we were one nil up at half time. If you were tearing a strip off us, you'd have been two or three one up. Well, you know, I I think that's everyone's biased, aren't they? I mean, you know, there's times I've thought we've murdered teams, and you look back at the stats, and we haven't. Mm. Um, you see what you want to see. I don't have a problem with any of that. I really don't. And that surprises me. <laughs> I, mean, I said, I said, Kate, I said, look, you know, you're seeing this through sky blue tinted glasses. I'm seeing it through royal blue tinted glasses. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. the way it works, isn't it? It is. I just thought it was really evenly matched, to be honest, at the end of the first half. I think we started to shade it in the last 10 minutes. The intensity ramped up. Um, we were a threat, which caused the penalty problem. We were pressing. And then our continued pressing at that point is what caused Fatou to lunge in unnecessarily, really, as well. So mm. I think the last 10 minutes were the best of our of our match. It ended up being the 35 to 45 minute mark was the best period for us. Um, but it was certainly pretty much even after the first half. Didn't yeah. um, didn't uh, Woot have to have a word with him earlier on? Did I, I see that? He was getting a bit excitable because he wasn't getting any... Mm, he wasn't getting any decisions going not forward. That I read or saw. I don't. I don't know. He he was yeah. quite absent from the game. He was hung on the touchline for quite a while. Yes, he was the first yeah. an hour, like we weren't utilising him at all down that side. Right. Um, <clears throat> Perhaps he was sulking a bit then. I mean, Maybe. we've got to remember, and we're not Kate. That as much as you know, we're saying, well, we were bad, or we did this wrong, or we did that wrong. In fairness to Coventry, they didn't allow us to do much because they came at us right from the start. And I'm going to probably say, had there been 11 versus 11, I think it would have been a different result. Uh, I'm not saying we would have won, but, it, you know, it was it was a very, it was a, a good derby from a neutral's point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we sort of said on the post-match review yesterday that Coventry certainly made us change our game plan and the pace of our game. Like we didn't see Vestergaard and Woot have as much time on the balls on the back line as we as we would usually see. Coventry pressed really well. Um, that caused some errors, I think, on our part. But similarly, the same happened. I thought our pressing game improved throughout the first half, and we caused them to make a few errors as well. So it was really, it was really evenly matched. But yeah, Coventry certainly did the homework on us, and I feel that we weren't as at ease playing out from the back as we were as we were used to. We saw Mads come out way into his own half outside his area at one point to clear up and he made a bit of a hash of it but got away with it. Coventry were forcing those errors upon us, um, which was, you know, fair fair cop to them. They they did their homework there and they stuck to it. Yeah. I mean Dave, um, you know, I I've got to say, look, you know, respect to Coventry, like like Kate says, they did the homework. 
probably one of the best three or four teams that we've played this season in this division. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we got a bit lucky at home, didn't we, first game? Mm. I mean, that wasn't going well. Um, and Saturday, yeah, I mean, we were second best. I think the thing that disappointed me, that's why I was so angry after the game, was we didn't, we were never going to score another goal when we were down to 10 men. We yeah. were never going to do that. Um, and the only time we we had an attack, I think, um, was when, when, when Cannon came off, you know, when he was substituted. I think that was the only attack we had. And, um, you know, I just, I was disappointed because I thought we're better than that. You know, mm. we moan that we can't play against teams with 10 men. Then we moan because we've got 10 men. And I thought we should have given it a go, you know. Really, we, we, we had nothing to lose, really. Yeah. I think, Dave, I think Mark Robbins got his substitutions right. And on the day, Enzo got his wrong. He didn't have a lot of option, though, did he? Looking at the bench. We there didn't were very defensive on the players on there. Yeah. Uh, but to take Mabadidi off seemed a little bit weird. But look, yeah. it's what you know. <laughs> is that, well, is it the fourth game we've lost this season or the third game yeah. we've lost this season? So he's, he's allowed too much of a, a of a panic. We won't be so so annoyed at losing as as um, uh, as Coventry are happy at winning. But look, I put there, Kate, and you were there. I mean, Darren England. I thought at one point he was having a good game, but looking back at it, uh, what? Why do we get? Premier League referees who are absolutely shit when they've got two people playing noughts and crosses with the lines and what have you, can't do a good job, think that, oh, we'll dump them onto the championship where they haven't got anybody helping, then suddenly they will do a good job. It was bloody awful. I mean, you know, you, you could... I mean, Coventry fans, again, in their, in their masses were saying it wasn't a penalty. I think it was. It was high. But then Mads came out and had a high boot and got away with it. You know, um, Mavadidi kicked the ball into the crowd. Justin um, headed the when the ball was already out, headed it into the crowd. Nothing. One of their players kicked the ball away, got a yellow card. I mean, he was shit for both teams, but he was awful looking back at it. Yeah, he was. It was a really frustrating performance on Saturday from the referee and the two major decisions. Um, weren't the things that I was most frustrated with him about, which which speaks for itself, really. He he was booking players unnecessarily. Then he wasn't booking some players that I thought should have gone in the book. Um, he got in the way of play at one point, and he didn't stop the game and reset he just, he it. He just apologised and let the play carry on. He Coventry was Yesterday was right in his face saying, what the hell are you doing? He could see yeah. where the play was heading, and he just didn't get out of the way. He clearly wasn't paying attention. And that was really frustrating to see because you're supposed to restart the game dead ball situation or whatever. Um, he didn't do that either. But going back to the point about pre crap Premier League refs being dumped on us, I think when there's money at play, which there is because these are professional players, if you are a referee in the Football League, you can referee any league. You just need to be mm. good enough. So if you're not good enough for the Prem, you're not good enough for League Two, you were either good enough or you're not. It's not, oh, you're good enough for the Championship but not good enough for the Prem. What, why does that matter? You either can do the job or you can't. You either have the balls or you don't, or you can either play with that without emotion or you can play with emotion. So it, it, that's where I stand on it. I think it, Premier League refs shouldn't be relegated because they're because they've been crap for Man City or Liverpool or whoever. We don't want that. No, League Two players don't want that. You want some when there's money at stake and there's professional players on the pitch. You've got to have a certain level 
of officiating. Otherwise, what's the point? Dave, yeah, you, you, you watched the game, didn't you? Yeah. Um, as Glenn said there, the blessings that England was being assessed on Saturday by an assessor to show how awful his game management was. I've generally been reasonably happy with the standard of refereeing in this division from referees that have refereed in this division. And as soon as one comes, it was probably, to me, probably up there with the worst that we've had this season. And that's, that's coming from a guy who's had Champions League games, um, <laughs> had, you know, Premier League games, Cup games. I just... I just thought he was, and I say not just for us. And I'm not, I'm not out here blaming him for the loss because I do think it was a, it was a red card. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but no he was just awful, wasn't he? <clears throat> well, he was giving some bizarre decisions both sides. Um, I found myself arguing when he gave a decision for us a couple of times because it's ridiculous, you know. You and then some of the bookings, as Kate said, shouldn't have happened. Right, some yeah. of them should have. Yeah. That's I great. didn't know whether somebody was going to rush, up, rush on the pitch and start shaving the pitch, to be honest with you. I wonder what it was. Like, it was just a big bulge of white. And I was like, what is that for you? It was quite far away. It was quite far away. And then I realised what it was after a while. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a quiet word later, Kate. If that's <laughs> a big bulge of white. Yes. One, one of the players got overexcited, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard yeah. about Gary Lindner having a poo on the pitch, Kate. Oh, goodness me. A little bit. Worst things have happened at sea. Worst things have happened at sea. Indeed. Uh, this, you know, this, is, um, this has happened before, though, when Nigel was in charge. Um, we had some pretty poor Premier League referees come down, including that little walk who supports Preston that's on <laughs> Sky Sports now. What the hell's his name? Um, oh, you not... mean Tranmere, Mike Dean? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, it's Tranmere, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Tranmere, sorry, yeah, same thing. Oh, he loves himself. It's all about the Mike Dean show. Yeah, and I, I remember one game we had, and um, Nigel was moaning like crazy, and rightly so about him. And the commentator said, well, why don't you get a word with him? He said, well, there's no point. He's arrogant. Yeah, I saw, yeah, he did yeah. say that. There's, there's no, no point. point talking to him. Mm. Um, and that's they are. They've got too much status in the game. Um, you know, you've, you've got Dermot Gallagher on there most Monday mornings or Tuesday mornings or whenever he does it, giving his opinion. Well, who cares? Tell you what, I don't know if anybody watched. I mean, you may, I don't know if you were listening to the show this morning, uh, Dave, but Gladiators is back on uh, BBC yeah. One. Yeah. Mark Halsey is the referee on there. Gladiators well, ready. Well, he can't get that too wrong, can he? To be fair, no, no. <laughs> he did actually send one of the gladiators off, so fair play to him. No, I um, mean, it all, it all started going wrong when referees suddenly became celebrities. The over scrutiny of the game promotes that a bit, as that well, doesn't help. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Sky don't just have Gary Neville. Jamie Carragher, one million cameras. They now have yeah. to have a former ref and another former ref. To, yeah. to sort of do we really? Season. Do we want that? No, I, I, I don't really want not. that. It's been I and gone. That. I don't care whether Gary Neville got it for Man United a... or not. Like it's been and gone. I hate that as much as VAR. 
it undermines people it not just the refs yeah. but players managers it, it they they sort of dissect every little part of the game and like, it too... bores me now though i don't know about you yeah, but it bores me we got because carragher can actually use a computer you know we've got him moving things around why do i care you know, so he could play up there and he can move up and down. Of course he can. It's football. You know, I just, oh, goodness me. Uh, me let's be honest, the best ever match of the day was when all the uh, pundits yeah. went on strike. Yeah, that's some football. <laughs> Loads of football. No talk. Exactly. Can I just say, talking about referees, if anybody goes uh, on to um, LTID TV One, Lester Till I Die YouTube channel, uh, there's a section called The Interview Zone. And one of the people that I interviewed was actually Keith Hackett. Yeah, I remember that. former FIFA referee and was actually chairman of the PGMOL. And I asked him about should manage, should referees be made to come out and explain their decisions straight after the game, like managers are expected to. Now, I didn't know this, but um, I do go. I mean, it, it, was a, it was really open and it was very honest about VAR, in fairness to him. Um, but what he said was, and this surprised me, is that the referees were, were, all up, were all up for doing that. We're actually up and we're quite happy to come out after the game and do that. But it was the football managers that didn't want it because what they said was they could not then um, appeal decisions if the referees come out and explained why he's done it. It takes that appeal bit away. Why? Why? I suppose that's what happens at the appeal, isn't it? When you well, go to the appeal, the but I don't know. I mean, I know. As I say, I'm not. I'm not a referee, but that's too that many. Apparently, was what what he said. It's too much red tape in football now. It's got ridiculous. Oh, I mean, VAR, what was yeah. that last Premier League Premier game? VAR was at Everton, wasn't it? it? Took him four minutes, five minutes to decide. Yeah, it, it was about an inch offside. I mean. I didn't Surely. see. Um, I didn't see it on Friday, but didn't they make a hash of the link uh, Luton Burnley match as well? Oh, they do it with every match, don't they? Let, yeah, they do. It's, it's more yeah. of a talking point now than it was before yeah. VAR existed, and we talk about the foul at play. Like it, it's the exactly thing with this one, Kate at Everton was that I didn't realise which player they were looking at until the decision oh, had been made, because everybody was looking at the guy who was probably pulling down the defender in the penalty box um, and seeing if he was offside. And then suddenly, it suddenly came out the blue that the guy that was offside was one who passed the ball about two minutes ago. <laughs> you know, the, easy, the easiest thing to do is just to get rid of the offside rule. Oh, we're going to go there again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it is! Get rid of that, we don't have the problem. Uh, but as, as I mean, what I don't like Gary because you know one of the things I do have to agree with him. Uh, it is great to be in this division where there's no VAR and you can celebrate. You look across the line when you score a goal. Has the flag gone up? No, no I don't know. I think I think Coventry's last two are offside. Oh, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> We're going to move on. Um, but yeah, that is. And I tell you what, the best referee that we've had this season was uh, I can't remember which game it was for, but he was an ex-player, non-league player, or mm. lower league player. Uh, that was the ref, and he was the best ref we'd had. And I still say get X players in to VAR, but I'm not going to get on to VAR because uh, that that's another show for another another See, four hours. Another and I'm going to say before we move on, I'm just going to end up with look. Well done, Coventry. You got the three points. Probably deserved it overall. One of the better teams we played this season. 
but um, you know that that will probably be as good as it gets for you this season. So enjoy enjoy beating the uh, the eventual champions of uh, the championship. Don't uh, don't. Now, having said that, and I can remember when we lost our first game to Hull, and that was only about three or four games in. And I saw a couple of their shows, and they were doing exactly the same. Kate, they were chal- they were celebrating like they just won the FA Cup. Are we every other championship team's cup final? I mean, we are, you know, out of the three that came down, and no disrespect to Leeds and um, Southampton, out of the three that came down, we are the most successful team over recent times. Okay. You know, out of the three of them, we'd won the champion. You know, we, you know, it was a Premier League winner. You got a Premier League winner. Uh, only us and Blackburn that have done that and then got relegated. FA Cup winners a couple of seasons ago. Um, everybody seems to think we got a Premier League team, even though we got rid of half the players that were in that division. Have we got a target on our back? Do you think, Kate? Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, as with anyone, people just like to pee on our parade, don't they? So they they know that we're on a, for a record-breaking division and points tally this year. So there's a bit of jubilation around that, which we all get when you piss on someone's parade. Um, mm. We're top of the tree comfortably. We've got an amazing squad of players and we, we look like the real deal and we look like a, a Premier League team in, in part. I don't think we're quite there yet in total. But, um, but also because of how close... The playoff positions are, I think there's like six points or something, maybe not even that, five points between sixth and 14th. So any win, let alone... Five between us and Coventry. Oh, yeah, 25, but between, sorry, sixth and 14th, <laughs> um, there's, there's not many points at all. So beating top of the table when you least expect it, knowing the domination that we've had this year, I can completely understand the, the, the excitement and the euphoria that goes with it. I mean, you know, when we beat Man City those seasons ago, it felt absolutely incredible because you're just the underdog by quite some distance. Mm. Um, and it's good to just pee on someone's parade in football. That's what we all get off on a little bit, sadly. But, um, but yeah, I, we think we are everyone's cup final. But more importantly, which I wish Leicester would look at things a bit like this sometimes, where everyone's free hit mm. because they're expecting to lose. So the pressure isn't really there. So you can perhaps play with freedom. And people, they may not, but I would take it as you can play with freedom, particularly at the King Power, and see how you go. Get in our faces, ruffle us up a bit. Mm. See what happens. I agree. I mean, Dave, whether I think we still possibly would have been, even if we'd been sat fourth or fifth now, because, like I say, because of what we have done in recent years. But I think it is the start, which we didn't expect to have to the season. We didn't expect to be anywhere near where we are at the moment. And and all credit to Ipswich for keeping up with us. And I'm looking forward to having the Ipswich fan on on Thursday night um, to to discuss the game. would would do you think we you know if we hadn't had this kind of start and we weren't where we were we would still have the big target on our back? I don't know. I don't see it as a target. I, I'm perhaps I'm too long in the tooth or been around too long. I've never seen Leicester as being a team like that um, because I always fear that something's going to go wrong. In the past, it always has. I mean, you know. And I know it's the same old story and all the old stuff coming out, but it's true. You know, you you get this lovely dawn coming up and it pisses down. 
yeah. <laughs> and you get used to it, don't you? So in your own mind, even when we won the Premier League, it was kind of, I was convinced I was dead. You know, I mean, that sort of thing doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't happen. I, I was happy to take the FA Cup in my lifetime. Um, Even top four would have been an absolute well, dream, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. But so I've never seen us as a club that people want to, you know. We, we, we've always them. liked being the underdog, haven't we? And yeah, it's we hard. always have been. We always have been. But we're not anymore, though, really, well, are we? We're not. We're, no, not, we're not, the not. And everybody says, you know, and, and it's all relative, you know. Rochdale will look at us and go, millionaires own you and all this, that and the other. But then we look at Newcastle and Man City and go, oh, look, at the, look at them. It's all, it's like that picture in there where you got the bird on each, about one bird on the first top shelf, then two, then four, then eight, then all shitting on the one below. Mm. Uh, it is very much like that. But we're not, are we, Kate? We're not that small town, little, little Leicester anymore. We can't play on that, can we, forever and a day? No, not at all. We've got we've got some really recent triumphs now in the last decade. I mean, what a decade for the club, record-breaking in every sense of the word. Mm. But also, not just full of extreme highs, but also extreme lows. So, obviously, the loss of Vishai and the others on, on the helicopter and also relegation, which, to be honest, only a few seasons after finishing fifth twice, winning the league, winning the FA Cup, there's a there is a, I don't feel embarrassed, but there's a bit of an embarrassment there that, God, how the hell has that happened? And I think, I think opposition fans like to mock that and get a bit, get a bit of a kick out of it. Um, that's just the type of club we are. We shouldn't be where we are. We've, we've made some bad mistakes that have cost us and hopefully we're, we're putting that right now. And I think I read Nigel Pearson said today that he completely had a change of heart and opinion on Enzo when he came to play us at the King Power because he could see what a great outfit we'd become. And he thinks we've, it happened for a reason, getting relegated, and he thinks it will make us come back stronger. So that's quite a damning report from him as well. It is. But, Dave, I mean, you know, last time, well, the first time Nigel was here, we were down in the third tier We'd had to take that step back to go up. Um, let's hope we have the same success this time after going back. Uh, taking a, a step back to take two forward, hopefully. Mm. This time's different, very different. Um, that League One thing was just awful. You know, I felt worse about going into League One than I did about this time in the Championship. <clears throat> and I think it's because it was totally unnecessary. Um, you know, the manager was poor. The the whole thing was wrong, you know, and uh, it was painful. But do you not think it was Dave for this time as well? I I didn't. Uh, even, I, mean, I, didn't. I remember watching um, Dan's channel on the last game of the season because we were doing the watch along for our West Ham game, and on another screen I had his game. Mm. He was he was obviously they were playing Leeds. And he was in absolutely in tears when they got relegated. And I mean, literally sobbing and total respect to him for that. I didn't shed a tear when we got relegated. And I didn't shed a tear when we got relegated to League One. I think because both times we slept walked into the into the lower divisions. It wasn't a case of, oh, it happened. It was a great surprise. Well, yeah, League One, we could have done something about it with a proper manager. You know, um, we'd, we'd been... Uh, I don't think any manager would have kept us out of League One 
I think the team was that bad. Would have helped. You know, we, we had a manager. We had a manager who took Blackpool to the Premier League. Yeah, but it would have helped to play the players in the right position, like a striker up front and a defender at the back and stuff like that. Um, you know, so yeah, there's lots of things we can get through. But again, that had he kept us up that season, well, would we then have had the success we had because we'd have kept him, we'd have kept some of the players. We didn't have any money anyway, so mm. no, you're probably right. Yeah. So it's totally different this time. I think um, we had assets in the club and we managed to get rid of a few of them, which has helped fund it. And we've got a decent manager mm. surprising everybody. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> so different, so different. Um, Kate, but VAR, it'd be a shame to go up with VAR, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, you keep trying to bring this back to VAR, and I am keep moving it on. We are not talking anymore about VAR. Good fun in the championship. But Kate, I mean, like you say, sometimes we you have to. I think had we stayed up, who knows? We might still have Rogers in charge. We'd still have possibly we'd we kept hold of a Marty. You know, we'd have kept hold of a lot of these players. <laughs> I know that I'd get Dave uh, because of the fact that they had the Premier League experience. So. In a way, like I say, one step back to take two or three forward. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. It was really tough to take last year, but I'm like you. I didn't cry a river over it because i have been expecting it for the last 18 months. It was a yeah. really slow, painful decline. Mm. Um, and, yeah, there, there were so many opportunities from everybody involved to write some of those wrong turns that we made and we, and we didn't do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. We'd never have got an Enzo um, mm. if, if we hadn't been relegated. We've, we've took a punt now. I think it was a calculated one, but it's still a bit of a punt. Um, mm. And we've been able to bring some exciting youth in on loan. We've been brought some exciting youth through the system that perhaps otherwise in the Prem wouldn't have got a look in and would have gone elsewhere like George Hurst and the like. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just I'm a big believer. And I'm feeling positive again. I mean, this time last year, I couldn't have felt any more negative about what what was going to happen to us. You know, we'd just come through a January transfer window where we signed Christensen. Um, we knew money was super tight, and you were kind of looking everywhere else for some kind of answer and saying a few prayers along the way. So now I feel the opposite. The, the future's bright. Future is bright. The future is blue. Um... Rico says, are you looking forward to FFP? We've got FFP this year, mate, um, and we will come on to talk about that uh, in a bit. But I just want to move on um, before Dave mentions VAR again. And <laughs> no Enzo for the Ipswich clash. Um, is this going to make such a big difference? I can remember when the aforementioned Nigel Pearson was, uh, was banned, Dave, and he was um, sent off to the stands. And I don't know how many matches it was for, but let's say, for example, it was for four. And he actually stayed up there for about nine or ten because he had such a better view. Now, I don't know whether Enzo will be allowed to be mic'd up or not. I'm guessing he will be. It's a home clash, so if not, he'll be sat next to a phone, I am sure. Um, is it going to make that much difference? No, not at all. He's got a decent team behind him. Um, he'll see what's going on. He'll... As you say, he, he shouldn't be allowed to be mic'd up because that's the whole point. The whole point is you're banned from the touchline and banned from communicating with the players. I think he can go in the changing room, can't he, before the, and half-time? Oh, yeah, he right can't be, he can't be yeah. in the dugout. Yeah. No, 
So, yeah, so he shouldn't be Mike, but he will be in some form or other. Um, and uh, the players can't hear him half the time on the pitch anyway. Mm. Uh, so, you know, manager has real trouble getting his, his words across. Um, so, no, it won't make any difference. Do you think you do agree, Kate? Yeah, I think so. It's all on Caballero, isn't it? Um, is he allowed in the dressing room? I, I think so. so. I thought it was just a yeah. touchline ban. Yeah, I, I just didn't know how it all worked. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it will make that much difference. I think Enzo typically doesn't really need to do a lot first half, usually. His tactics are set in place and, and you follow what he's told you from the week. Um, and then half-time, he often changes things. We've seen him change things before. He obviously didn't do that so much on Saturday, but he changes things at half-time. So I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. I don't... Yeah, I can't see it. That, that's a good point, though, actually, because I wasn't thinking when I said I think he's allowed in the changing room. I was thinking be before and after. I don't know about half time. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, it's, I suppose it's in game, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, I, that would be interesting. I don't I don't know, to be honest. You're going to have to do a Jose and hide in the washing bin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I, I think he will be mic'd up. Agree with it or not, uh, because technically, I could say he should be banned. But, Is this because um, he got X amount of bookings, or because he just got the one booking? No, he, he, he was booked earlier in the season for celebrating, oh. wasn't he? Yeah, he's had three yeah. bookings apparently. Oh yeah, that's that was Ooh. a stupid. That's another crap referee. That is running on the pitch in celebration with thirty others and one person yeah. getting pitched for it. <laughs> I suppose the book stops with him and, you know, I don't remember Jose when he ran down the touchline and slide, slid on his knees. No, and Klopp. Klopp's yeah. lost his glasses and KO'd a few people along the way. And the touchline <laughs> area, no, who stays in that white line? Absolutely nobody. Oh, half the time they're not stood in there anyway. They're actually stood on the line. That's football that's all over though, isn't it? Whatever the rules are, we go beyond it. That's football all over. May maybe that's why they sort of have the rules set up because they, they, they set it to A, knowing that everybody will go to B. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, Rico is in. He's an Everton fan. And, uh, of course, the news about Everton and, oh, dear, 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 Forrest, uh, charged with breaking FFP rules. What pees me off is, is a couple of things here, Kate. We'll stick with you to start this one. Um What's happening with Manchester City and all this sort of well, they've got so many that it's taking longer bollocks in you know, they should be done as well. Um Everton and look, we 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 reason one of the reasons we got relegated last season was because we have stuck to the FFP rules. We were warned the previous season, certainly even by UEFA, that we were breaking their you um FFP rules. If you wanted to get back into Europe. The chances are we, we would be not allowed to. So we stuck to FFP, which is why we didn't make any signings in the summer. We didn't sign anybody until we sold, um, you know, the, um, for Farna. And so we stick to the rules. We get relegated. Everton and Forest break the rules and they finish one and two places above us. Yeah, it's an absolute mess. It's a total mess of a system. 
So you've got these 115 charges that are still pending with Man City. I get that there's a lot to go through. So one at a time, further punishments, one at a time, whatever it, because if there's 115 charges, surely just the one charge is sufficient enough to give a points deduction or something along the way. So if there's 115, then just get through each one, one at a time. But you know that, you know, nothing is going to happen with that. You just know it in your heart. Um, And also, it's too late to punish Everton and Forest. The punishment needed to be made last year. You can't. What possible compensation could you give Leicester City or Southampton or Leeds for getting relegated last year if it's not being reinstated back into the league? It's, it's just the horse has bolted. It's an absolutely pointless system that doesn't work. Mm. And no one really sticks to it. Man City were in League One a decade or so ago, or maybe more than that now, 15 years ago. Of course, they've broken financial fair play to get where they are. They're the best team in Europe by a country mile. And you may as well just scrap it and say, do what you want. If you've got some rich guy coming in to buy you, that's good on you. Like, because it's just boring. The rules are boring because they're only made for people that can't really defend themselves. Poor old Berry and people like yeah. that get punished. Um, you know, that's that's you know, yeah. the same it's they're, they're easy targets. You know, UEFA, FIFA, the FA. They're all bullies. Yeah. yeah. No, well, Wigan, Wigan got it, didn't they? They still are, aren't they? Yeah. Bolton did, you yeah. know. And they Reading, did. although, to be fair, I think Reading's owner is a bit of a strange one, isn't he? That's a Derby have been nearly there. Derby have been nearly there. Like some really yeah. old clubs that, yeah, they've been, it's almost completely devastated the club, if not closed the doors. Mm. I mean, Berry, one of the oldest clubs in the in the league. Yeah, yeah. It's just Chelsea really and Man... Yeah, Chelsea and Man City are laughing at everybody. Yeah, but everybody because, knows it. Everybody yeah. knows yeah. nothing will come of this. So why are yeah. we even why are we even spending time on it? Just scrap it. You may yeah. well, that's why I want to scrap offside. I know it's a completely different argument, but nobody bloody knows what that ball is either. So bloody scrap it. No, I see. Dave, she's with me. Uh, Kate's with me, so I know I'm right. Look, she's obviously never played centre off. <laughs> the old school offside, I'm all over. But this new version of phases of play in the length of your toenail. You mean oh. version 2024 version, do you mean? Yes, the 2024 version. But yeah, the, the fair play, it's frustrating because we can't do anything about it. The comp Whatever compensation you can give us is not enough. Yeah. It says here, Everton have already received a 10-point deduction for overspending in the three-year period the end of the 21-22 season a matter they are appealing the latest breaches refer to the three-year period ending in 2022-23 when City went down as, as John Thornton has just said they reckon 12 weeks to appeal I mean I know they're pushing this through because they, they, they want to now try and do everything in the season to which it applies but by the time you know you apply for an appeal it's just going to go on and on and let's face it Man City uh, and fair play to Newcastle who are trying to stick to the rules, and and I and, and I respect them for that. But the likes of Man City and Chelsea, they're just going to get lawyers to wrap the FA up in in in, in circles, and it will take years to sort out, Dave, won't it? Yeah, and I, and I don't know um, whether Everton and Forest are guilty. I don't really care, like Kate. I mean, um, but I do think that they bottled it because it took them eight months to bring a case against the clubs. They could have done it last season. They mm. could have fined them. They could have deducted 10 points. Uh, but they bottled it because it was Everton. Everton uh, have not probably been relegated, have they? That I can remember. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Certainly not that I can remember. No. Um, so, why that would cause so much fuss from Everton, from Liverpool, you know, from clubs similar. Um, so, they bottled it. And now they can do it with 10 points because they can get away with it. Um, whereas in Man City, they know, like you say, the solicitors are so powerful. They got away with it before. The legal team just start up, they make a fortune, and the FA have no idea, or the Premier League have no idea how to counter it. So it, it just is, gets lost, then it gets lost in yeah, the mire, and then yeah. you just forget about it. It just costs exactly money, it just costs money, yeah. And the solicitors make money, and the fans end up paying it. But, uh, why, okay, why do we have rules if we're not going to enforce them, or, or, or should you not be allowed to appeal? That's the whole thread of football, isn't it? That's the whole thread of football, going from the stupid rule of stopping play if there's a head injury, so every player grabs his head now. Every single rule in football is exploited. Every single rule. That's why the shaving foam is brought in, because players don't stand still where the free kick's supposed to take place and the wall moves. Every rule in football is exploited. You listen to what Jose talked about in some of his management techniques. Like I think John Terry raised the point that when he got he got fouled once in the penalty box, and if as a centre half, it's some rule where if you get fouled, if you go down injured in the penalty box as a centre half, you don't have to go off the pitch. It's some little loophole that everybody in football tries to find, and it's the same with with the financial fair play that people just seek the loopholes and pay enough money to the right people, and it will just get ignored. Yeah. Do we need less rules, Dave? Are we overruled in well, football? No, the rules are fine. It's the way they've been changed and the way they're carried out. I mean, you know, free kicks, fouls, it's got to be deliberate. Handball has to be deliberate, unless they've changed that. Um, they've changed but, it. They have changed it. So it doesn't have to be deliberate now. I think the law, the rules... It's unnatural, it's unnatural movement. Yeah, but that's an interpretation of it, I think. I think if you look at the, the no, rules of football, then it has to be a deliberate handball. Else it's not. Now, if we're saying, okay, unnatural, we are asking people to judge whether something's natural or not that haven't played the game. So how do they know? whether it's natural or unnatural. But my natural movement is different to your natural movement. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you've got an ex, what I was going to say was, if you've got an ex-player in there, he will have some idea about what is a natural movement and what is an unnatural movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think everybody else watching knows what's natural and what's not. Um, mm. But going back to FFP, I think the problem is, is the tail wags the dog. 
So to get the for Leicester to get the right players in at the right moment to try and push it on in the Premier League, we signed some expensive players because we had to. Like we've got still got hold of them now. Someone like Pratt's on like seventy k a week. Vestergaard's on seventy k a week. These players are not cheap. She's worth it though. Come on. And <laughs> if you don't spend that money, then you may as well surrender your place in the Prem. Yeah. So you've got to spend that money to keep in the Premier League, but at the same time risk breaching breaching the rules. But if you you stay within the rules, you're probably going to get relegated. Like, how is that regulation fit for purpose? It doesn't work, mm. does it? No, no. It 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 baffles me. I'm not going to lie. It baffles, it baffles everybody. The same with loads of rules in football baffle everybody. Yeah. Apart from those that make them. Well. <laughs> It's I, I, like I say. I just don't know how thick this rule book is. I think I think there's too many rules, and the rules that we have, they should just be simple. Like you say, you know, offside. It's a it's a game where you play with your feet, so it should be your feet. Whether they're anyway, that that that's, again, that's another I'll show. Play it like real FIFA, each team has only got 100 million to spend every year. Mm. Make it work. Bosman, mm. was that probably the worst thing, Dave? Do you think that happened? <clears throat> Actually, on reflection, maybe it was, yeah. Yeah, it seemed brilliant at the time. It seemed um, fair at the time, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But on reflection, I think it's caused more trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But then, you know, it, players, that's what players were players. They played for clubs and that was it. You know, none of this, you know, going off and sulking or demanding more money or, you know, agents touting you about. And we used to um, play with leather balls and uh, chin pads that covered your whole leg. <laughs> speak, for you, speak for yourself. Um, but, no, no, I, I just, I just don't think they think through these changes. I mean, just, just handball again. The the rule on handball, apart from the fact it it can't be accidental because it's not handball, it, it has to player has to be seen to be gaining an advantage. I think that's still the case now. So if something ball hits you, whether you like that or like that or like this, or that's not handball. Because how can you be gaining an advantage unless you're stopping it? When you slide tackling in the side, your arm's going to come up like that as you're sliding in. That's life. You can't slide in with your hands by your side. So that's you know that's more natural than having your hands by your side, and it's not seeking to gain an advantage yet. They'll give a penalty straight away. <laughs> it's interpretation by idiots. <laughs> and if you know you have your foot up nearly into the player's groin and well, uh, and give a penalty away, you'd still have home fans saying it wasn't a penalty. Oh, sorry, I'm getting back onto Coventry again. There, you know what? To start first <laughs> time I saw that, I thought, well, that's a bit harsh. Um, because he certainly got the ball, but I think. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter anymore whether you get the ball or not. It's whether he took him out. He took him out. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. And but then again, in fairness, Hermanson should have got a book in for his high kick. Yeah. What What I love about the Coventry fans were, and I did say the way I always look at the penalty is, if it was the other end. Would oh, I yeah. be screaming for it? You're screaming they, for him to be sent they off. They said, "Oh yes, of course we would." I said, "But therefore, mm. it's a penalty." You know what mm. I mean? But anyway, moving on, moving on uh, to our last subject before we go over to the uh, to the millions that are watching. 
so into Real Madrid. Uh, nine times he's played this season, mainly in the Champions League. In fairness to him, I think only once or twice in the uh, in the uh, La Liga. Um, he's available uh, according to to newspaper reports, and it is only newspaper reports. Uh, he is uh, available for a loan, and I know Fulham are interested in uh, it. Is again newspaper talk reported, Kate. Um, do you think, I mean, on a loan basis, and we've got one loan space available, I know it isn't our priority area, but look, we're going to, we're going to lose players. We started to lose players for injury. We're going to lose players because of reds. We're going to get another red probably before the end of the season and yellows that add up. Is it worth having a look at him to, to, to come back? Do you think? And would um, you have him back? I really liked it, didn't you? I loved his attitude. I loved his mentality. I love his fierce nature. Um, he made some calamities at some at certain points, but I think he, when he's got a good partner with him, he can be absolutely brilliant. But I suppose the more pressing thing on that discussion topic is: would he get any game time? So would we be playing a player a fairly chunky wage? He's not going to come for three pound a week, is he? Um, and then probably not play because I can't see Vestergaard and Woot uninjured getting out the team and you've got Cody there already so I can't see it being a viable option for us because of the expense and the pay-per-play option if I just don't think he'd want to come somewhere on loan and then not play because he's already not massively playing at Atletico so Dave I mean I know Sutar looks like I don't know whether he's coming or going or, or what he's doing but he's not in to my mind a good player but he's not seems to be in Enzo's plans. Um, would you look at Soyun Chu? It's a good point Kate makes, even if we did, and I'd love to have him back, but would he get the game time with the way that Enzo plays? No, he wouldn't. <clears throat> no, he wouldn't. I mean, we've still got Connor Cody waiting in the wings. Mm. He can't get a game. Um, so I don't think he would. I don't think he probably, well, he might want to come back, but and now it's all changed, but um, I think we've got all other priorities. Um, I still think we probably need another striker. We can stick him up front. Well, good point. <laughs> John says there, need another eight rather than a centre-half. Indeed, I, I didn't say, you know, it wasn't mm. a priority, and I did say that at the start that there are other priorities. It's just that, he, you know, the, you know, he, he is allegedly available. We well, have saying that. We said we'd be happy if we didn't sign anybody. So, yeah, no, no, exactly, yeah. and that could happen. Although we have got Luke Thomas back, Kate, but I mean, he's yeah. not going to—he's not going to start, is he? He's, he's going no. to be in the squad. He's going to be loaned out. He, he's my only hope of someone we can get off the wage book this transfer window because he will want to restart his career as quickly as possible. And I don't think it's at Leicester, and I think he'll be told fairly swiftly that it won't be at Leicester. So if we can get him a permanent move because, you know, Luke Thomas, he's got, he's got he's got some attributes. I think he's a bit slight in the position that he's in. He's He's been caught out quite a lot of times for us, but I think he can definitely do a job for somebody and I wish him all the best and I hope he can find somewhere. But he's, he's someone that I'd, I'd be quite keen to get off the wage books in the next week, really. Yes. I, I think weird, isn't it? I quite like him. I, I'd be pleased to have him back. Um, but would he fit in this... I don't he, think you know, he's he a left no, he winger, wouldn't. isn't he, Dave? And we, you know, Enzo isn't playing left wingers, which is why Christian's yeah. gone. Now, whether Luke Thomas no, would wouldn't. be prepared to 
adapt right. because Christianson said it. I mean, he's left-footed Luke Thomas, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. He, he he answers that or ticks that box for uh, for Enzo. Christianson did not want to change his role. He wanted to stay uh, as that wing wing back. Thomas is young. Maybe he would want to uh, change where, where he is. And let's be honest with you, he wasn't. As, I don't think he was as bad as people made out. And we were, we would have been up shit creek without the paddle, without him. You know, let's be honest with you, he was thrown in. So I don't think he's he's, he's that bad. And like I say, left-footed. Thinking about it, maybe, well, maybe uh, he's that that answer without us having to spend yeah, any money. I always saw him more of a. Um left side attacking midfielder than a full back. I think he's got certain issues at full back. He gets muscled off the ball easily. His positional sense wasn't great, which is why people were playing drag diagonal balls down the line um, where there was so much space all the time. Um, but I think uh, as a, I mean, Gareth Bale started off as full back, didn't he? And he was a nightmare. Um, and that, what happened there? I don't know. I just, I just think I just he's got think... some ability. Remember that goal at Old Trafford? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He shouted, he shouted also, to leave it, didn't he? And also, in those early months where he got drafted in, because we were literally without anybody in that position, he was so young and inexperienced. Yeah. He got thrown in the deepest of deep ends, and he did well. He was... You know, he surprised everybody how well he coped. And then I think the pressure was a bit much. There was obviously lots going on behind the scenes. We're in a relegation battle, which I wouldn't fancy him for again yeah, yeah. Um, in that position. So he, his weaknesses got highlighted most games. But we know there's a player in there. Um, I'm not sure that's his position. I think he's not... Because when he was younger, you could argue that he would fill out or, or grow a bit or whatever. But he, he won't he won't do now, I don't think. He, he is what he is physically. Yeah. Um, and but he's, he's decent. He's decent touch. Decent with the ball. Um, he's just like you say, the positional sense at fullback. He was just we were just left wanting in the end, and we don't want to make that mistake again. But do you think then, Kate, that he could convert into that left-footed central defender? Central defender. Well, you know, but on the left of the back three, the the the, the Doyle role is no. doesn't stay. No. Don't think he's big. It just he's just not big enough. He's not physical enough. He will easily get out muscled in that position. I think you could push him forward a bit. Um, yeah, I think he'd struggle there, especially in the back three. He'd need a lot of cover. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what I mean, his contract. Expires, his contract expires in June anyway. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, if he's, it's the future, isn't it, Leicester? Let's try and get a bit of money for him and get him off the books pronto and free up space or free yeah. up some money. I'm just having just, to have a look exactly. Uh, it's a shame, exactly. though, isn't it, Leicester lad and, you know, come through. Yeah, you, you will them to do well, don't you? Yeah. Like all the Leicester boys yeah. that are coming through, you just will them to do well. I think I saw on Instagram a couple of days ago that a young lad called Ethan Fitzhugh has been let go from the from the academy and he's... On his Instagram, a lot of players were wishing him well, like Marchal, McAteer, KDH. They were all wishing him well. And he's he's about 18, I think. He's not young. And I looked where he was going, and he got an ACL injury a year ago, which may have guppered things a bit for him. He's back yeah. playing. But he's now signed for um, National League North, Banbury United, who barely make a couple of hundred quid a week, I would think. So it just, it just makes you realise the sliding doors 
side yeah. of the game, really. Like, there's McAteer, who will probably be a Premier League player. And he's, you know, one of his peers. And this lad's gone to Banbury and wish him all the best for the future. And who knows what it holds. But it, you just really want the young lads to do well because they've come through the academy. We've invested a lot of time in them. And it's great to have local lads in the side. Yeah. Mm. And that's he, how we used He's on 20,000 a week. It's tidy, Who? isn't it? Mm. Who? Not bad at all. Luke. Luke Thomas, yeah. Just, o just over a million. Um, just over a million a, 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 a year. A Not bad for a 22-year-old, is it? Flipping heck. That's unreal, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So um, let's have a look at what people have been asking us uh in in the chat and we'll uh, we'll try and get through these um well, a lot of smarties for 20 grand a week didn't you yeah <laughs> and, and, and lots of other sweets indeed he started already uh we'll, name, we'll end this one just at you because the question is for you here kate uh what was you frustrated with uh, with cash a day I think the answer, we know the answer to that. That's the PG word for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was really frustrated with Cassidy outside of Fatuu, and Fatuu just made one error and he paid for it. Cassidy for me made multiple errors, was way off the pace. That position is so key for us, and he was so short of where he needed to be. He was, he was just off it. He, his touch was bad. His positioning was okay, but he wasn't physical enough and getting tackles in and he got shunned off the ball a few times. Missed what I thought was a really good opportunity to score. Um, but I think Enzo will keep playing and playing and playing him. And that's that's my concern for the next amount, X amount of games that we're without Wilf, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, really frustrating. And I'm yet to see what all the hype was about. Um, I really hope minutes mean he comes through and we, we see the real cast today. But at the minute... Most people at the match that I heard talking about it were saying the same thing. Like he was just, he was, it was so obvious in the centre of the park that that's where we were missing out a bit. Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Because I thought he was um, getting it together a little bit. <clears throat> Seemed to be starting to. Isn't it, Dave? Hmm? Only one game, isn't it? And no, then... but I thought he was starting to get it together. That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because the last game he did all right in the cup, I thought. Yeah, but he's not really. Done a lot to be I fair. Just, I just think Kate's a hard taskmaster, to be honest with you. He's just a bit lightweight. You don't expect someone mm. who looks like him to be lightweight, but he's lightweight. Um, yeah. 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 He's still a kid, isn't he? Indeed. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Saturday. Oh. oh, happy birthday. Um, Coming at Maybe he'll be a different man next week. Well, who knows? Who knows? Um, let's open this one at you, um, Dave. Uh, another ten points deduction for Everton would put them bottom of the Premiership with seven uh, for the champ of the Premier League. Yeah, with seven points. Uh, with the with the VAR, what am I saying? You got me at it now. Yeah, with, well, VAR. No, shut up, shut up, shut up. With um, with the points deduction, I mean, and we, we I know we've discussed this. I don't want to go into it in a, a lot of detail, but. Let's just get on with it. It's going to be a points deduction. They're going to get the points deduction. We ca they can't give us our place back because that would just be ridiculous. Because then you get people from, you know, twenty seasons ago or whatever, you know, claiming it back. Uh, give them a points deduction. Leicester, just get on with it. What's the point of suing them? It's just it's just taking up energy. Yeah, absolutely no I'm point ready. at all. Yeah, I I still think the ten points is a joke. Um, if you're not going to if you're going to 
deduct Everton 20 points. And as we said earlier, Man City and Chelsea mm. do the same. You can't treat everybody differently. No, no. Because nobody can tell me Man City haven't done worse than Everton. No, no. I don't no. know what Forrest have been up to, but um, and I don't really care to be honest. But well, I think I think Kate summed it up. When she, what did you say about them signing a small village? Yeah, yeah, someone, yeah. I tweeted earlier, and someone commented saying, "Well, what do you expect when they signed a small village?" Which I thought. Yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, that's the crazy thing. We all knew at the time, didn't we? Even yeah, Simon, didn't, you know, didn't Chelsea a couple of years ago get that silly transfer embargo in Europe for like six months? Mm, and yes, yeah. I mean, what's the point in that? It's just mm. platitudes. That's the word for it. Platitudes. Yeah. Double platitude. Um, let's stick with this one then. You'll, you'll come to UK. Uh, is anyone else concerned with our finances in regards to FFP? As we seem to be getting quoted, not looking good, looking good for the summer window. I'm not worried. And I said, like, like um, Dave alluded to earlier, I, I've said, if we don't sign anybody in this window... It's not the end of the world because we have because we had such a good summer window, Kate. Yeah, I agree. I think the need to sign players in January isn't massively there for us. Obviously, Wilf being out, you know, any kind of injury to Cassidy, and we are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've said about a number eight already potentially, but um, I'm not worried from a squad point of view. But I. It, it doesn't. It's not a nice feeling to know we've got to sell before we can buy. That it, you feel a bit pushed into a corner there for me. So I know exactly what Scott's saying. The summer window will look different because there'll be players out of contract. There's some more. There's another bulk of players out of contract. Some of which I think we would want to keep, especially if we've been promoted. The likes of Wolf. Um, so the summer window will be really interesting. But hopefully we'll have a bit more money in the pocket with the promotion package. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, sod it. Chuck the rule book in the bin and just do what you want. Yeah. You know, you know <clears throat> being Leicester, that we would be picked on. Well, yeah, we seem to get a, an immediate... We have, we have got history here, haven't we? Yeah, and we seem to get an immediate 800 grand fine before you can say Bob your uncle with that commercial breach of whatever it was with selling replica shirts. Um, we got an 800 grand fine, which was the top of the fine bracket. We got the top, even though we admitted to what, what we did and caused nobody an investigation. So we, we got wallets there. Um, and that was a fairly open and shut case. And 800 grand down the swanee. Um, so if, I think I if you start to add it all up, and Vardy will probably retire. That's quite a chunk out of the salary. There's two goalkeepers. That's, that's 140,000 pounds a yeah. week out of the, uh, out yeah. the salary. Yeah. There's two goalkeepers to dispose of. Um, that's uh, Danny Ward must be on a fair bit, I'd have thought. Nacho. Yeah, Nacho won't stick around, I wouldn't think, next year. Indeed, um, he's out of contract, so we'd yeah. need to do something if you want to keep yeah. him. But... Um, Mark Albrighton. Yeah. Yeah, so... So there's a few natural wastage on the sadly, so I think all Brighton's brilliant and has been and should have had more of a go this year. But um, I think naturally we'll we'll you know we'll lose so much that we'll be okay. And yeah, I mean, I'm just looking here. Contract the attendances are pretty good this year, aren't they? I mean, there's thirty odd thousand each game, so yeah. we're still I mean, making we've got, money. We've got Smithies, we've got All Brighton, Vestergaard, Pratt, Vardy. Uh, none of those I'd keep. Uh, 
Indeedy, yes, I'd possibly keep. Ian Acho, I'd let go. Uh, Thomas, obviously, let go. Um, and that's just this summer. Mm. So you're there, you're talking over 250,000, I would say, possibly. At least, at least, yeah. Know, on, on wages. So, yeah, no, I'm not bothered at all. Uh, Vincent Young asked here, um, as a Coventry fan, we'll come to you first, Dave, with this one. As a Coventry fan, my question is, would you rather play in the Championship winning every week or the Prem bottom half? You've had both. Which would you prefer? That's a question. It's got to be the Premier League. If we're, if we're in the bottom half, therefore we're not necessarily in a relegation battle. Because you can be in the bottom half at, uh, at um, 11th, can't you? And we were, we, were quite, we were quite happy with that under Martin O'Neill, 9, 10, 11. Uh, I, I would take that every day of the week. But then we'd have to have VAR back. Don't start, Dave. That's the, that's the biggest crux, which I can't quite believe we're saying that. If you'd have said that to me five years ago, you'd never have believed it. But that's the crux for me. Um, I can't tell you. Is it, obviously, Coventry haven't been in the Prem and experience bar. You'd have seen it on the TV and you'd have seen how... No, did you say Coventry haven't been in the Premier League then? I didn't mean that derogatory, but I just mean when you're in the stadium yeah. as a home supporter and you have that utter nonsense going on in the background, <laughs> um, utter nonsense going on in the background, it's absolutely soul-destroying to not be able to celebrate a goal. It's rubbish. Yeah. Like, what the hell do you go to a football game for if you can't celebrate yeah. a goal? In, and you wait about four minutes. It, yeah. It's so awful. It's so awful. I don't even know what, I, what the answer is to that question. The it players hate it. The fans hate it. But anyway, getting, getting off VAR, which I wish I hadn't mentioned now. Well, um, actually, I would rather be in the Premier because yeah. we've got lots of exciting things going on. We've got a new stadium, well, an extension to the stadium. We've got a new development hopefully going on. Unless sort of, something's changed. And you get to see the cream of the crop in players. The players yeah, yeah. Are... But also, you 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 got to root into Europe because I don't think we'll stick in mid-table. I think if we go up, and I say if, then I think we'll we'll move on because this guy is not doing it to be mid-table in the Premier League. Mm. I had a photo flash up on my phone the other day of the oh, yes. <laughs> Look, Dave, I've told you, stop sending Kate those pictures. Please. It, was, it was of the trip to Rome. And I was like, what I wouldn't give for a Leicester trip to Rome again. It was so good. Um, mm. Yeah, so yeah. I sent her a picture of my gondola. <laughs> oh dear. I love just, it. Just one connetto. <laughs> Did you get to leak your connetto though? That is the question. Oh, oh, no, Vincent, I think Premier League, mate. That's where it is. And we, we want Cough to come up with us as well. Dave, Dave, no, we don't. Dave trying yes, to uh, Dave trying to get the subject. I'm, away no, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get around the best side of my cousins who I've insulted earlier. <laughs> we've already been. We've already discussed the whiteboard today. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, we, yes, and now we're on to uh, on to. Uh, well, I, I love. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know whether people love Mrs. Brown's voice. You love it or hate it. Um, I used to love it. I think it's it's past its sell by day night but that uh, that thing that they do about uh, the the uh, the gonorrhea <laughs> she says gonorrhea rather than gondola 
<laughs> going up and down in your gonorrhea. Um, Rene says, uh, imagine if Forrester Championship and we back in the uh, for Girlfriend Championship mm. Premier League, that would be absolutely um, good. Uh, says, Chris, are you okay? Let Investigard go. I'm very much uh, on Kate's um, line of thinking here. Is He's absolutely brilliant now. Um, would I keep him? Yes, as a squad player. Would he be my starting 11 in the Premier League? No. And I don't think he'd want to stop just as a squad player, to be honest with you, because I think his thoughts is that he's done it uh, He's done it before. Um, he might retire. He's not young. He is young. He's like 30. Was he? I thought he was older than that. Um, okay, that's fine. I just thought it's some reason. He's 31. He's 30, so technically he was older than that, oh, but he's okay. 31. Kate, God, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still you're young, right. isn't he? Still yes. young. Yeah. Uh, Scott says uh, Premier League is the place to be. Um, yeah, Vestergaard is out of contract. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Finn says you are going for top two. We are going for top six. Every win is a bonus for as simple as that. Ah, Coventry City fan. Don't know what PUSB stands for, but it must mean... Play up, Sky Blues. Why are we singing together? We will never... I know all the songs, mate. I, was... hey, I learned them at school. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Hill introduced it. <laughs> I, I used to go and watch Coventry when they're in Division League 3, North or South, I can't remember which one. They were, they were the team, mate. For, for that coming up, Jimmy Hill in charge. He had, I could name their team: George Hudson up front, who I actually played golf with. Ronnie <laughs> Reese was a winger. Willie Humphreys. Ah, oh, I tell you what. So, um, were you only good at golf? You, did you do better with the smaller balls, Dave? Oh, I did. Yeah, Bob Glazier in goal. I used to um, play um, champion he's bowling. Not, in hey, he's not coming back on. He's no, not I know, back on. Dave. I've got something interesting for you here. So I've just googled the handball. Oh, yeah. So this will make you laugh. So deliberately touches the ball with their hand or arm. And when it has, and for example, moving the hand or arm towards the ball, touches the ball with their hand or arm when it has made their body unnaturally bigger. Oh, for God's sake. How do you make your body unnaturally bigger? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the obvious, yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you not stop it. It takes me all day to do these clips. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't think that'd be handball, though. <laughs> hand to ball or ball to hand? <laughs> no. I think hand to ball every time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I've got to share that definition of you, with you. I love you, Kate. I love you. You need to think before you say things. Never, never. <laughs> it would be boring if you did. Uh, bearded monster. Um, uh, if promoted, it will be a struggle to stay up there. Look at the three promoted teams. I mean, I keep saying, you know, let's look at Burnley because of what they had um, last last time. And yeah, I think I think Coventry. I've, if we go up, I would like Coventry to come up because I do like that derby. But there's just some of the fans that I, I, I don't like. Um, you should try the Leeds fans then. I don't know. I've, I've 
Get on with a couple of Leeds fans. Yeah, um, just a couple. Just a couple. Right, Dave. I didn't ask this after after where we've just been, no, but it know, is mate. time for chat shit to get banged. Oh, what shit have you got for us this week, uh, Dave? I, well, I don't really. Know. I, I did. I quite like the top ten things, but I didn't know what you know what you want to do a top ten of. Shall I, I get my top ten lists out? Well, let me. Um. Ah, no, Premier League strikers, top strikers. Have you got that in there? No, 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 but I have got the top 10 museums in the world. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, look, top? top 10 incredibly eccentric people. Number oh. 10, Dave Smith. Is that the time? <laughs> <laughs> Dave likes my top 10 museums in the world. I bet he does. Well, I bet he does. Cheese what do you want to do? Top 10 bizarre festivals. Top 10 cheese rolls. Yeah, no, top cheese rolls is in there. Here's one top for your Kate. What? Top 10 it's, what? It's the top cheese. 10 bizarre festivals. Here we go. Did you say um, cheese Matt? Cheese yeah. rolls. Yeah, number nine is cheese rolling festival. The che <laughs> Have you never rolled your cheese, Kate? Clearly not. No, <laughs> try it. It's fun. <laughs> um, the Cheese Rolling Festival is held every May in Cooper's Hill, Gloucestershire. The festival involves an official tossing a cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Down, I heard it. Down the hill. Down an extremely steep hill, after which hundreds of people begin to run down the hill uh, to yeah, catch the I've cheese. Seen that. People like um, great legs and stuff, don't they? They take it very yeah. seriously. For the children, there's an uphill race. I don't know how that quite works, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, women and men race separately in the main event. Uh, number 10 on the last Wednesday of August every year in the town of Bunol in the Valencia, Valencia region of Spain, 9,000 locals and 20 to 40,000 foreigners descend on the town to throw tomatoes at each other <laughs> in, in honor of the Virgin Mary and St. Louis, would you get it? St. Louis Patron. <laughs> you wondered what had happened to him, didn't you? <laughs> now, uh, number eight is that sounds boring. That's the uh, bonfires of St. John. Um, a bit like our bonfire night. Oh, hang on. No, it says then uh, the strange festival involves the lighting of bonfires. Um, the locals share hot chocolate while watching the bonfires. But then it gets weird. You'll like this, Dave. The children of the villagers then take turns running through the fires. Oh, my life. Take turns what? The children then take turns running through the fires. Wow. Go on, Lord. Go on. Go on. I don't like you. You go, you go first. How bizarre. You know, well, Dorking, you've heard of Dorking, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. They have a, an annual wife-carrying race. <laughs> where you have to slip your wife over your shoulder and run around the fields or something. And the, the winner wins a barrel of beer. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, Imagine. You need to be married to somebody that's quite I was going to say, you, are you allowed to sort of, you know, bring a ringer in? <laughs> <laughs> like put through her nose or something, is that what you say? Now, here's, here's one for Kate. Kate will like this one. Goat tossing festival. <laughs> <laughs> My reputation precedes me. This is good. 
Spanish again. They're, 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 into, they're into this. <laughs> they're into uh, bestiality in Spain. Is that is that exactly is that what it sounds like? Toss a goat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that goat tossing festival. Oh yeah. No pictures. Do they yeah, throw the goat about? Spanish yeah. certainly like the old festivals, it says. Every He's making his body floor. unnaturally bigger. Oh, oh indeed. <laughs> oh, toss my goat. Every year, on the fourth Sunday in January, the local oh, small gosh. time town oh, gather it. together for the oh. goat tossing festival in honour of St. Vincent. Uh, the, the, the festival has been around for so long that one, no one knows when it started. It involves a young man, hello, who finds a goat in the village. Hello. Where's That's this nice going? That, Ties it up, takes it to the top of the local church belfry. Knew the church would be involved. It's also like a goat here. Just he like the old goat. days, isn't it? He then tosses the goat. Sounds like the 60s. Doesn't he give her a drink first? <laughs> then he tosses the goat over the side. Stop being oh. rude. Oh. Over the side, and it falls 50 feet to be hopefully caught by the villagers holding up a shooting <laughs> top falling. Oh, Jesus. Oh, here we go. This is you're like this, Dave. You'll want pictures for this one. Hakata Matsuri. Japanese festival. Ah, in which the oh. participants are all but naked. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just looking for pictures. All but naked. Okay. They usually, it usually involves wearing a type of traditional loincloth. Some of these involve go completely naked, which is not frowned on at all. In fact, it is considered healthy. Mm. Mm. Um, the festivals often involve the use of mud. Yeah, they do. They're all <laughs> capitalised under the name of festivals, and it's just people's fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> And there are often separate children, women's and men's festivals. In some towns, special festivals are held for children as a rite of passage. But sometimes children participate in the adult festival. That would, that's wrong, isn't it? That's I mean, that's so just wrong. wrong. They should just be happy with Guy Fawkes and Harvest Festival. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ah, let's jump to number three. Ooh. Goose clubbing festival. <laughs> they do that in Nottingham, don't they? <laughs> Is that this is Germany? Um, it, a goose is tied by its feet to a post and then clubbed by the local men until its head comes off. That's <laughs> horrendous. And, and we complain about bullfighting. I mean, come <laughs> on, in that. Um, oh, oh, a very similar event occurs in Spain, of course, it does. Um, oh, uh, Kanamara Matsuri, which again you might guess is Japanese. And it means the steel phallus. It's held in Kawasaki, Japan. It's a Shinto fertility festival. And as you would expect, it involves a rather large penis statue. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get away with doing these on the morning show, Dave? <laughs> Dave's, on a, Dave's on BA booking his flights by the looks of it. I am. During Where the festival, people can buy <laughs> candles, vegetables, and gifts in the shape of a phallus. The very the pop. <laughs> it gets worse. The festival is very popular among prostitutes. 
We've sought oh, participation right. to help right. prevent them. <laughs> There's hope would help prevent them getting sexually transmitted diseases. Thing is, that's only number two. <laughs> Come on, young <Come> roll. <laughs> number what one. Are coming to death at number one. Um, Sammy Poosan. Is it well done, Chris? Is a Hindu <laughs> festival. Celebrated mostly by Tamils, held in January, February each year. So we're in the right time of year to celebrate the birth of Mugaran, the son of the gods. The participants shave their heads and perform a pilgrimage. At the end of which, they shove very sharp skewers through their tongues or cheeks. Mm. Where that was going then? Some of the practitioners put hooks into their backs and pull heavy objects like tractors. The aim is to cause as much pain as possible. And I think they achieved that. I think they yeah, managed to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the festival is popular in India. Remind me not to go to India on holiday. Don't go in January or February. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And that Australia, was one of the cleaner ones. Australia have um, fish tossing championships. Tuna. I knew you'd know about that, Dave. The tuna tossing championship. You know the, the tuna are like well, you can't see that, but I'm keep I'm keeping going here. They are that big. And they they do. They, they just grab hold of their tail and whirl it round and it's like tossing the willy, but it's a fish. Are you tossing the what? The willy. The willy. Oh, willy. Oh, the willy. <laughs> I thought he said willy, didn't he? And you get the title of tuna tossing world champion. Excuse me, can I just say, Dave, you are doing no willy tossing on this show. (laughs) Is it Tuna Toss World Champion? Something like that, anyway. God, don't buy that from your local supermarket. It's the last thing you want. I wonder what the record is for Tuna Tossing. No, but, you know, is is it a league table or something for it? Or is it, you know... You know what I love throughout all of this in the chat? They've been speaking to each other about football. Well done, guys. <laughs> but you th- I mean, they're big tuna, aren't they? They're not easy to, not easy to pick up. Have you got a toss one? I've never tried, Dave. <laughs> Have you, Kate? Have you ever tossed a tuna? No. I've never <laughs> even been near to doing that. No. Well, you know, you're not, you've not lived. I've not lived, I know. I feel like I haven't. Well, can I just say, I know you like going on holidays, you said, to these sort of different places, shall we say. You came back from Vietnam. Have have I given you any holiday ideas for for this year? Uh, No, I've already been to Japan, but I've obviously missed the Phallus Festival, which is a shame. Was it was it not in the uh, in the tour book? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't in the tour book. Um, yeah, food for thought, definitely. Sorry, I, I can't get tuna. <laughs> he, he said Willie, didn't he? He definitely he said, definitely said Willie. There wasn't any in there. Oh, really? oh, no. Sorry about that. It must be me. No wonder your wife's in a different Willie, room. Willie oh, she's here. Oh, she's there. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Dave. <laughs> can you can you explain Dave's willy tossing, Cassie? I think that's why she came downstairs because she heard what was going on. Why do you think I've got these in? 
Right, do you think I think we should end it on uh, on on Dave's tune tossing? I think we we, we should call it a day. I'm have to look into that. I, I can't think where in Australia it is. It must be Victoria that area. They're a bit weird over that side. I'm going to Google it now. My Google's then going to suggest yeah. that random stuff to me after this. I know. I know. Yes, you might want to go back and sort of, you know, <laughs> and you can share it with us. Might in a couple of weeks. So we yeah, part of the Tuna Rama. Of course, it's called Tuna Rama. Oh, yeah. In Port Lincoln, Southern Australia, in celebration of the local fishing industry, it was first held in 1979 and still going strong. The competition Ooh. is to throw a tuna as far as possible. Ooh. Dave, you have to ask Luke it. about it. I have to ask Luke about it. I'm going to say, yeah. oh, I'm going next this year. Dave, I think he's going this year. We'll have to go at the what? same time, Dave. Well, when are you going? I'm going September. We could do a bit of tuna tossing together. Mm-hmm. When are you it's, going, Dave? I don't know yet. We haven't definitely planned anything. Depends what's going on, really. Wasn't everything. that a um, a song by Anita Ward? You can bring my tuna. Toss my tuna. Ding dong. Toss my ball. Bell. Anyway, this all started with. Well, Kate. With Kate's in. Unexpected large, whatever it was that she said earlier. I don't even know what I said. Ball to hand. Oh, it'll it'll, it'll make it something unnaturally bigger. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be up later on the on the uh, on the chat. Yeah, if days open, it'll be up later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's Monday. (laughs) I've got an early start in the morning. Say your prayers, Dave. Go up them stairs, (laughs) as uh, Dame Edna used to say. Anyway, on anyway. that note, indeed, I could. This, this whole show could just be one big clip, couldn't it? <laughs> Can I just say, well done to everybody in the chat for coming, talking football. Are they, they totally still with us? us? Are they still here? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five people still in the chat, still talking football. Well done, guys. Excellent. Well done. That's what we want. That's what we want. Completely ignoring us. I'm probably uh, talking no more sense in the chat. That's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I think we, I think we've actually found the limit for people to join in the chat. But, uh, Kate, thank you so very much. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Are you going to the match? Monday. Monday, Monday. night. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. hoping to pop up on Saturday. I, I, I got a tin of tuna. <laughs> Dave's got his willy. We've got we're all set. Oh, let's get it all out there. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but yes, I'm going to the match on Monday. Oh, right. God. This is Tom, I'll see you for a couple of weeks then. No. <laughs> You're not so happy, Dave. But you can where where can where can everybody follow you, Kate? I am on Twitter at Kate Blakey 40. So give me a follow on there. I mainly chat all things LCFC and football, so you'll find me on there somewhere. And the odd tuna chat as well. Kate, thank you so very, very much. I love this show. I really do. And uh, there won't be a show next Monday because we'll be doing uh, doing the match. So, uh, but I will still see you on the Monday. Thank you very much, Kate. See you, Kate. See you later. Bye. Bye. And Dave, I will see you. Oh, I don't know if you want to join us for the Protection League. Um, Oh, God, better do that, haven't I? (laughs) <laughs> Don't forget. Um, 
You're right do, you want that, to, yeah. do you want to give out any social medias at all? Um, well, let me settle in first in my new Twitter thing. But yeah, yeah okay. S R Y H I L S Radio, which is very short for Surrey Hills Radio. Indeed. S R Y H I L S Radio. Yeah. All things. All things life. Yes, <laughs> everything. Can we talk? We do talk tuna on there. And you'd be pleased to know it's not controlled by me as much, so it's a lot of sense on it. I know, damn Kaylee. Anyway, <laughs> Dave, thanks very much, mate. All yeah. the best. Look after yourself. Cheers, And pal. you. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Uh, thanks, Dick. Kate and Dave. I love this show. I absolutely love this show. Uh, it's absolutely nonsense, which is what it should all be about, especially when you lose at the weekend. Um, we're going to be back on Thursday with the Ipswich Review. Uh, I'm not here for the next two nights. I've got a night off tomorrow. Uh, so unless we sign anybody, I won't be here. And on Wednesday, I'm off to watch uh, Bianca Westwood and Jeff Stelling um, and have me picky taken and everything with them. So looking forward to a great show there. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Um, thanks for sticking with us. So we always we always end up with the chat shit get bang section where we just go completely off topic. But thanks for sticking with us, even if you guys were talking to each other. That's what we like to see. That's all part of it, uh, chatting and uh, having respect for each other. And uh, if you've been listening via your favorite podcast platform, thank you very much for doing that in as well. If you're new, please subscribe if you haven't. You've still got time to smash the likes. That really, really, really does help the channel um, on that. Uh, Kyle's just come in as we're about to go. Sorry, Kyle, mate. <laughs> it's the end of the show. Click notifications, Kyle. Click notifications, and then you will never miss a show. Um, do what it says there. There we go. Nope. Do what it says there. There we go. Click that notification bell, and you'll always be notified when we go live. Thanks to everybody, like I say, in the chat. Really do appreciate your support. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And um, I will see you, like I say, Thursday night, seven o'clock, when we'll have an Ipswich fan with us and we will be previewing the game. Take care, everybody. Thanks very much. And uh, I will see you then. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes Faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.